With all the diversity of perspective and experience and conviction that are represented here at this church, it's pretty amazing that we continue to come together and choose to worship together. Each Unitarian church is a little bit different. Each Unitarian Universalist church is a little bit different, and each Unitarian church is a little bit different, and each Universalist church is a little bit different. Um, And the people that are a part of it help shape whatever community they're a part of. A lot of people don't really don't understand how this is possible. And so I wanted us to look just a little bit today at why we can come together and worship. Once a month after the church service, we have an information session down the hall um, for people that are just coming and wanting more information or for people who might be interested in membership uh, about Unitarian Universalism and about this church. The first thing we do at those meetings is show a DVD. And in that DVD, people talk just very briefly about uh, Unitarian tradition and Universalist tradition and Uh, One woman refers to a concept that she ascribes to uh, or assigns to William Ellery Channing of salvation by character. What this really is about is the idea that humankind is exemplified by the teachers like Buddha and Jesus and and um, whoever else you would bring to mind can raise their own behavior to a standard that's superlative if they really put that kind of effort into it. It takes education, it takes effort, it takes discipline and commitment. But that that was a Unitarian idea. The the Unitarians, uh, who was it? I'm not going to remember. Maybe one of you can tell me who it was that first said, it might have been Thomas Starr King, who first said, Um, Unitarians were the ones who thought that humans were too good to be condemned forever, for God to condemn them forever. And the Universalists were the ones who thought God was too good to condemn humans forever. Yes, it's very, very much oversimplification of of each of those faiths. But the ideas that they had in common were that Whatever ground of being there is would not be worthy of worship if it were if it were anything other than loving of all people 
Deeds, not creeds. There's another thing you'll hear around Unitarian Universalist churches. Uh, that we are responsible for a whole lot of how we, uh, for all of how we live our lives, that our character is not something that is manipulated by an outside source. We may participate with things that we understand to be spiritually edifying. But as Unitarian Universalists, we don't believe that any of that... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) I did that myself. Uh, We don't believe that any of that interferes with us to make us be or do anything that we don't do ourselves. We're not forced or compelled to be something other than we are, unwillingly. I think one of the reasons that we come, there are a lot of reasons that I think we come together. Um, I think one of them is that we walk around in a community that is uh, predominantly, or at least historically predominantly, made up of people whose uh, understandings are conservative, whose um, choices are conservative. Not that that's a bad thing. But a lot of people experience the first thing that people ask them when they move to Shreveport is, do you have a church home? Or what church do you belong to? Something along those lines. And so coming here, a place where liberal religion is welcome, where people are invited to continue to grow, to continue to search for deeper understanding, and to ask the difficult questions without being hushed, is kind of a defense uh, strategy. That's not the only reason that anyone would come here, but I think it contributes. We live, too, in a notably conservative political, political climate here in Louisiana in Shreveport. Um, In response to that, this church serves the broader community as a place where more liberal views, again, are not hushed. Where we can ask questions, where we can develop our own views and not be fed what is right for you to think. Ultimately, we believe, traditionally, as Unitarians and Universalists, that our own experience, our conscience, is the deciding factor 
of what our spiritual life is about. The way that we communicate or understand whatever we understand the Spirit to be, I choose to call it God. That relationship is entirely up to us to develop and to discern for ourselves. This church is not going to give that to you. So how is it that we can still worship together? I think a big piece of that is that we understand the absolute value in diversity. That it's here, together with people that are not identical to us, that we practice and learn how to listen, how to be more compassionate, how to be loving even when it's hard. And in learning that here, this, rep- this is kind of a microcosm of the hope for the world. If we do that here, if we learn those skills here, then we carry them out. It's safer to practice them here because we can make mistakes and forgive each other. If we learn that here and we carry that out in the world, we are helping the world learn ways to get along with people that are unlike each group. I think as long as we are looking, we see a little more with each encounter. Channing said, every human being is intended to have a character of his own, to be what no others can and to do what no other can do. Every human being has a work to carry on within and duties to perform abroad, influence to exert, which are particularly his and which no conscience but his own can teach. Every bit of patience and tolerance and compassion that we can learn brings more patience and tolerance and compassion to the world. And I think we care enough about that to sit here together and to have discussions here together, to practice listening, to go that little bit extra distance, Each time we choose to attend, we bring a gift to every other person that's here that is not present when we are not present. 
and each time we choose not to, that's that much that the community is diminished. Um, but we're not compelled to be here. We elect to be here, and it's that election that I think weaves the tolerance initially. We try to keep our minds open to religious questions people have struggled with throughout time, and this is not a small chore. Along the way, we arrive at understandings that where we may rest for a time. We move into that understanding, and then we get to know all the corners and, and the places that the dust collects that need to be swept out. And, at, you know, at some point, we may add on. We may move out. We may, we definitely have to repaint sometimes. <laughs> or things from neglect fall into disarray. And, and fall apart. We realize that human understanding of life and death, the world and its mysteries, is never final. Revelation is marvelous and continuous and not sealed, which means it's ongoing. We can worship together because we continue to put religious insights to the test of our own hearts and minds. We're capable of worshiping together in all our dissimilarities because we have traveled far enough to realize that without the diversity, there is no hope. And we have a mutual longing for a, and commitment to peace and justice, beauty and harmony. We can all worship together because the very spirit of life embraces our efforts. The light of that ground of being that I choose to call God shines on our efforts as long as we are true to who we are. And our willingness to continue to wrestle with the perpetually challenging nature of creating peace in a shrinking global village and to wrestle with deepening our own spiritual understandings. In that willingness lies a measure of hope for the world. Let us celebrate our unique charge with joy and thanksgiving and a renewed pledge to that commitment. I applaud you for being here. I applaud you for your tenacity. I applaud you for daring to wrestle with the hard questions. And I thank you for being a part of my spiritual community. <laughs>